Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hi, I'm Eric Engel here with my beautiful wife, Jolene, for another episode of the Marriage Mentor. Today, we have a gal who has called in and, uh, you know, she has some concerns. So let's uh, listen to what she has to say. Hi, my name is Sophia. I'm from New Zealand. I have an issue. I've never been able to drop things in the heat of an argument. It's making my husband very bitter. But the reason I can't is that to him there's never a perfect time to voice things. He'd rather constantly sweep issues under the rug and can remain happy while doing this. He's a believer. We've been married five years and have three kids. But I feel like God is telling me to do this. I can usually trust God, but to do this feels like if you're clinging to a rock in the middle of the ocean, like letting go and voluntarily drowning. Because I have to force him to sit down and listen. We've come a long way. My emotional stability is slowly getting healed, but it's my biggest trap. I still break down at the slightest sight and things are going downhill, which he hates. Um, he asks a lot of the time right at the beginning to let things go. Often I don't even hear him, but I'm boiling and not stopping. He keeps asking, and we quickly end up yelling, and in my case, crying. Yet God is telling me to do this very thing when I know it's going to stop him hearing me. How do I respect my husband and do this when often the issue is not minor? Okay, there's a lot of stuff going on there, huh? Yeah. And by the way, don't you love that accent <laughs> from New Zealand? Yeah. How cool. Yeah. Okay, so start. Let me know about this. What do you think? Well, I think that there's a lot of issues. I don't think it's just one of how do you respect your husband in the midst of this. You know, I see a woman who's trying to grow in the Lord. She mentioned that she's becoming more emotionally healed. I believe that every woman, every single woman goes through a journey of emotional healing and wholeness and being strengthened by the Lord. And that happens when we keep turning more to the scriptures and seeking the scriptures and surrendering our will to the scriptures, surrendering our emotional brokenness to what the word of God is saying, because we could always lead with our emotions. But leading with our emotions does not always end well. Right, right. Well, it sounds like when she said that he asked questions, it sounds like at least he wants to know what's going on. Right. I mean, because there are a lot of husbands that don't want to know what's going on and they don't care. Right, Okay. Right. So, so I think she's got a guy that she can build that relationship with. Yes, but then the same breath, she shared how... Um, she feels like she can't bring things up with him and he'll sweep it under the rug and just pretend to be all happy. So there, I think there's a lot. A, okay. a lot of times when, and I know this as a woman, okay, <laughs> when I get emails, okay, and I try and get the women to leave the, the voice message because just in this one 90-second voice message, we hear a lot. Now, they're they're restricted to that 90 seconds. Right. So a woman who writes in, she's not restricted to nothing. And sometimes I get two pages of all her issues. Okay. For me as a woman, that is completely overwhelming. Okay. And I'd love to help women. So if I feel completely overwhelmed by their emotional laundry list, how on earth does their man feel? And he lives with it all the time. You know, it's like an emotional 
um, time bomb that's just ready to go off. And so he's just like, I got to duck and cover and get out of Dodge and pretend that I'm not hearing any of this because, you know, he's not as emotional as a woman. So, so to him, it's overwhelming. So what does she do? What does a gal do when she's got all these emotions? One and- at a time, baby. <laughs> One at a time. One at a time, huh? One at a time and you got to take it to the Lord first. You go to the Lord first. I have to go to the Lord first. You know, that's, a, that's great advice right there because... Uh, how many times do we have these issues and God is a last resort? Yeah. Nothing else Nothing else has worked. Nothing. I've tried this. I've tried that. I've tried this. Okay. Well, I guess then I'll go to the Lord. You know, it's like he's the last ditch effort, which if we have the relationship we should or pursue the right relationship, we should go to him first. Right? Right. I mean, we're supposed to be uh, in prayer about everything all the time with him. Mm-hmm. Let me talk about that prayer. Okay, now I'm not a huge prayer warrior. I mean, I know women that that's their gifts and it's just like, wow, you know, I feel like a a two-year-old praying compared to like how they are. So for what helps me emotionally is I have a prayer journal and I've had it for years. In fact, you were the one who encouraged something like that when we were dating. I was a pretty smart guy back then. What happened? (laughs) You're still a smart guy. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I remember you taking me to the bookstore and you bought me an Oswald Chambers Utmost for His Highest devotional. And that sure hurt my head. I'm like, I don't even know what he's talking about. (laughs) But I kept reading it. And so every morning I would get to my office early and I'd sit off parked under a shade tree and I would read my Bible. I'd read Oswald Chambers and not understand really a word of what he was saying. And I would have my prayer journal. And basically, my prayer journal was just me writing to Jesus, you know, and sharing my heart with Jesus, sharing my fears with Jesus. Now, I go through um, the acronym ACTS, and the A means adoration. So I'm um, adoring Christ. This just kind of helped me as a new believer to have my prayer life kind of in line with how Jesus taught us to pray in um, when he he talked about um, when you go pray, these are the things that you should do. Oh, okay. So I don't know how to pray. So I guess I'll follow that. So I had that, you know, in my prayer journal, I have adoration for, for A. C is confession. I confess my sins because I have sins every single day. Every single morning I get up, there's sins. It's not that, oh, I came to Christ and I asked for forgiveness and I stopped then asking for forgiveness. No, it's a daily thing. Lord, search my heart. I'm a wretched sinner and I don't want to act like this and help me. So that's C. T is Thanksgiving. I thank him for what he's doing in my life. I thank him for you and for the boys and how they're growing and the ministry and and everything that God is doing. Because if I don't have a heart of gratitude, I look at self and I'm consumed with self. Okay. And then the last one is S, supplication. Here's my needs. And I think a wife would do wise to write down her needs. And most of them are emotional needs. And if she writes that down and she goes through that on a regular basis, you are, you're coming to your Lord, your Savior. He knows you better than your husband. And if you go to him first, you've already thrown so much at the Lord's feet. And the Lord can handle it. Your husband cannot. He cannot handle all that stuff. He cannot handle everything that we bring to him. So I would recommend a wife, whether you're emotionally stable or emotionally fragile, healing or whatever, that do go through this process on a regular basis. And then for me, what I do, I have to look at that emotional need and then ask myself, self, 
Can my husband meet this need or not? Am I being ridiculous about this? Am I expecting him to act like Jesus to help me in this? Or is this a concern that I need to address with him? And if that's the case, and I go to him with that one need, not five, because he can't handle five. You know, I might think that he could handle five. He should be able to handle five because I got five needs. So in my mind, I'm like, you should handle these five needs. But just go to him with one. And go to him in that one need and in a time when you feel it is best that, hey, can you help me? Can you help me unpack this problem that I have? And it's all in the approach, isn't it? It is. Oh, it sure is. It definitely is. If you come at him saying you're not meeting this need, he's going to stick his head in the sand or yell back. If a woman came at me yelling at me that I'm not meeting her need... Do you think I'm going to want to hang out with her? Of course not. Nope. It's just like, you're, you're too much. You, you, you need to go to see Jesus first because you're expecting me to handle something that I can't handle because you're coming at me in a very angry way that it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what I say. You're not going to hear it because you're angry. Okay. So go to Jesus first and go to your husband with one thing and start building it there. But then let me ask you another question. Does he even feel safe enough to come to you with a thing that he needs? That's a, that's a great, great point right there. Because uh, how many women uh, look at their husband like, hey, I can dump all this garbage on him, but I don't want to hear any of his stuff. I don't want, you know, I don't need any of his garbage. Or vice versa, the other way around. But men, men kind of keep themselves unless you prod them. Right. And, right. uh you know, you got to be willing to be that other side for him as well. To be that soft place for him to land. Right. You guys have to develop that soft place for each other to land. I've had many women over the years in real life that I ministered to. And it got to the point where I'm like, when I would see them, I'm like, oh, please, God, I hope they don't see me because I didn't want to deal with the vomit that they were going to, you yeah. know, they're going to vomit all their issues all over me just because I said, hello, how are you? You know, passing by at church. And then I got to the point where I'm like, this is really sad. I can't even say that anymore. Because just that one sentence, hi, how are you? They thought it was licensed to just unload. Unload. And I'm a woman. Okay. And I'm not even attached to their issue. Okay. Because their issue is is either the husband or the kids. And if I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, I got to get out of Dodge. Okay. So... Be discerning about your, and and she said, she's got some emotional healing. She's come a long way and she's trying to figure out how do I not lose it? Okay. Go to Jesus first. One of the reasons why I have that prayer journal is so I don't fall fall asleep while I'm praying. Okay. (laughs) Practical stuff. I, I am not some super saint. I'm like... I've got the same issues that everyone else has, being distracted, okay? As I'm sitting down trying to do my devotions and go through the Bible and then get to my prayer journal, my mind could go off in 50 million different directions. So what do I do now? I have another notepad next to me. And that notepad is to write, oh, defrost the chicken, you know? Try to write all that stuff down before I even sit down and have my time with the Lord. Because I don't want that time to be impeded with, chicken and you know do you know what i'm saying of my to-do list because if if my mind is not right with the lord and my heart's not right with the lord then the rest of the day won't be right 
I need to make that into a shareable image and post it all over Facebook, huh? <laughs> no. Anyways, so this is what I would say to my dear friend who is emotionally either starving because we go through those seasons. We're emotionally ready to explode and we're looking at our husband. Hey, can you give me some help and why are you avoid, avoiding me? Be a soft place for them to land first, which means you ask them, so love, how was your day? And when you ask them that, you can't criticize. Okay? Right. Because pretend that you and I, you listener, I don't know what your name is, Tina, Sally, Sophia, Tammy, pretend that you are sitting with Jolene and we're at a coffee shop. And you asked me, Jolene, how was your day? And I tell you, I had a rough day. And you said, stupid woman. Okay. No, you're not going to say that. You're not going to criticize me. Why would you criticize me? We're friends. So you, your husband, are you guys friends? Be his friend. That's a good point. Because uh, a lot of these marriages, they aren't friends. Okay, And, you know, that that may sound simple, but there's got to be a trust there. And a friendship trust, uh, you don't do that to your friends. Mm -mm. Otherwise, you don't have friends anymore. Right. I'd like to have friends. You know, friends is a good thing. It's a biblical thing. But I have to ask myself, am I a woman who has interest in knowing them? And am I a woman who is interested in making them feel safe? Or is it all about me? Right. Okay. So you have to ask yourself, wife, is it all about you? Because if it's all about you, don't expect your husband to be close to you. The emotional intimacy that you're craving and that emotional connectedness that you're desiring, if you make your marriage all about you, you're not going to have that. You're not going to have that emotional connectedness because what's in it for him? There's nothing. You're just you're just vomiting all your issues all over him. And he now becomes like some, what do they call it? Psychologist, therapist, counselor, whatever. Any yeah. of those things. Yeah, but that's that's why the guy packs up his stuff and moves out to the garage and has his TV out in the garage right, and has right. the man cave. Right. So we are going to prevent the man cave. Now, some <laughs> do not write to me and say my husband has a man cave and we're, we have a great sex life. That's great. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking about emotional connectedness and the emotional intimacy that you're desiring. Okay. Um, that is my heart is to connect you closer to Christ and closer to your husband and one of those ways that that starts is by being a trustworthy friend, being a friend to him, taking all of your emotional baggage, baggage first and foremost to Jesus, and then just choose one issue, one issue and go to him in a time when he's not in the midst of some big project. He's not in the midst of heading out the door and you need to emotionally unload. You go for a walk. Hey, can we go for a walk? You know, come up with ways where it's a safe time for you guys to have those conversations. Some of the times he's sticking his head in the sand because he just doesn't want to deal with with your stuff, okay? But it sounded like at one point he was trying to help her. And so I go to Ephesians 5.28. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. And yes, I realize that this is a husband verse. And I, I know I have some husbands listening. I'm not talking to the husbands. I'm talking to the wives in this situation. Your guy, if he's a believer, he... He should be loving you like his own body, okay? Make make your relationship with your husband, make it easy for him to love you, okay? Right. Think about a gal that you know that you, you she's difficult to be around, okay? <laughs> and ask yourself why, and then say, okay, let me learn from that. Don't do those things. What okay? else? You got another verse. I got another verse. Um... Romans 12, 2. 
Don't copy, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Our world is saturated with selfies and narcissism and me, 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 me. It's all about me, okay? But we, we are rare women. We are set apart. We live for Jesus and we're not going to follow the customs of the world, even if we're not posting 50 million selfies. We still have kind of like our own emotional selfies, you well, know? Yeah, it's interesting because the verse says, let God transform you into a new person, which means a couple things. Number one, it means he wants to transform you. Mm -hmm. And number two, you have to submit to let him do that. Right. Because God is a gentleman. Okay. He's not going to force himself. But... He can transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Right. Wow, that's really powerful right Well, there. and she struggled with letting go of that rock, the image that she portrayed that she was holding on to this rock, and if she let go, she was going to drown. I'm sorry, girlfriend, but Jesus loves you too much to let you drown. Well, so. and, and all, those, all that emotional baggage from the past or whatever it is, that really has to do with how we think right. and how we think about it. Right. Okay. And this verse says that God will transform you into a new person and change the way you think. Well, and let's assume that uh, let's assume that you got a guy who does want to help you emotionally. Okay. Because I think that there was a little bit of that going on in her message, but then maybe he was just getting a little too burnt out. It's five years into it, woman, suck it up, pull up your bootstraps, and get a hold of yourself. <laughs> kind of like he's worn out emotionally, right. which. He's, he's done pretty well for five years, to be <laughs> honest with you. But uh, where was I going with this? Well, I know you have no idea. But um, <laughs> I was going somewhere. Oh, well, what do you have to fear? What do you have to fear if you just let go? Because the reality is you're not liking yourself or your marital relationship today. But yet you want to hold on to that. And I'm saying, well, it's not good enough. Let God do greater work in your marriage. So you gotta you gotta start with letting go, and, right. and trusting him. Right. Well, and and as the verse says, changing the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you. How great is that? How many people say, "I want to know God's will for me"? Mm -hmm. You know, you allow him to change how you think, and all of a sudden, things are going to be opened up. And you're going to know the direction he wants you to go. How, that's so that's so powerful and cool. I, I can't, uh, I got to write this verse down. <laughs> Romans 12, 2. <laughs> okay, so let me recap this again. Because I think that um, a lot of women deal with this issue. A lot of women deal with, uh, you know, I, I have this episode titled Expressing Your Needs in Your Marriage So You Don't Explode. Um, I, I do not believe that a God-fearing wife is let me stuff all my emotions. Okay, that that's not in line with the scriptures, because if you go back to Ephesians five twenty eight, he's your husband is to love his wife as their own bodies. He's got to figure out figure you out. Okay, but if you're a ticking time bomb, he's like, I don't want to hold this. Yeah, I want to let it go. You know, I'm running in the other room. <laughs> Hot potato. <laughs> right, right. So here's here's where you go back. You go back to going to Jesus first. Get the prayer journal if you need to get the prayer journal. You know, write down all of your concerns. That's your letter to Jesus. I don't know what to do with this. Many times in my prayer journal, I, I don't know how to handle something. 
but I bring it to the Lord. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know what to do with this. I'm fearful. I'm consumed with this. There's anxiety. I know I shouldn't have it, but it's me talking to my Savior. And I write it so I can stay focused on that intimate relationship. I'm sure it would be so easy for me to be focused if Jesus actually physically walked into the room and he sat across from me and he's like, so how's it going? You, you and I would be so engaged with Jesus in that moment. There would be no problem of being distracted, okay? But that's not how he left us. He left us with the helper. He left us with the Holy Spirit. And I want to think it was just either yesterday or today. You know, I'm almost 20 years into walking with Christ. And it's an odd concept, this Holy Spirit thing. And it was just the other day that I wrote, thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is is right there immediately. You know, Jesus had to travel from town to town. You had to wait for him to get there. That is not the case with the Holy Spirit. So for me, I have to be very engaged and focused and remove the distractions. So get the prayer journal. This will help you emotionally. It will help you, you know, grow spiritually. It will help you too to hear the voice of the Lord when he's speaking, you know, to fine tune, to, you know, tune out everything. And then the next thing is go to your husband. Actually, the next thing would be to build the trust with your husband. Be the friend. And then the third would be go to him with your one issue at a time. One issue. One issue. Yeah. That's great advice. Well, thank you. Thank thank Jesus for all that. (laughs) Okay, so I'm Jolene Engel here with my husband, Eric, and we will see you next time.